The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022, season 18, episode number 20. Welcome to the latest edition of... Of the break, we're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And it is our first show uh, with our new crew, Nick, Brian, Amber, live here from the studio. This is what you guys can expect all season. We actually will begin our daily shows the week of Labor Day. It will be week one of the NFL season that Tuesday. We'll start our daily shows. we got all kinds of stuff planned for you guys this season. I think, and this might be the first time I'm telling Brian, but on Wednesdays and Thursdays, Brian's going to give us a breakdown of the opposing team. He'll be ready with that. You know, we had right. Bucky doing that in the past. Now we yeah. got Brian back to do that. Brian was the first one to do that before sure. he left the show. Uh, so we'll have all that kind of stuff for you. And we got just a lot of stuff playing this year. So we hope you guys will be joining us throughout the season. Today, though, we are focused on Cowboys versus Chargers. We're going to break that game down for you. Cowboys get the win 32-18. First time they've won on the road in the preseason in what, Nick, 10 years? Ten years. Ten years. Amazing. Fun game. Lots of fireworks. And I think that's where we start. Yeah, we Nick, start tell with... us about that game ten years ago. I know you can. <laughs> they oh, beat the sure Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Three to nothing. Three nothing. Yeah. It was awesome. Scintillating. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. At least they kicked a field goal. Maybe yeah. there was a field goal battle right then, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I think it was Bailey, probably. Yeah. There you uh, go. 2012. Wow. But it wasn't um, – it, there wasn't any kick return or punt returns. Or How about like that this guy? guy? Huh? Well, that's where we got to start. Cavante hey. Turpin, yeah. he had a 98-yard kick return, an 86-yard uh, punt return, both touchdowns. And uh, and then they told him, young man, go take your pads off. And, uh, for the rest of the month. Yeah, right. And it's, which never happens for an undrafted free agent that you sign in the middle of training camp. Uh, just amazing. But talk to me first about, you know, how excited should fans be about what they saw from him that night because on the one hand you talk about preseason it's always like well it's preseason let's slow down a little bit but on special teams that seems to be a little more transferable how excited should fans be at this point well for me I think it's it's all about playmakers you want to have playmakers he is a proven playmaker and it's not just right here I mean USFL they have some players that are in the NFL he was the best one of the group mm -hmm. uh, that's what Mike McCarthy said he was the best guy out there for us and so anytime you have a playmaker I think it's important plus field position is so important if you're scared to punt to this guy or kick to this guy it could cost you field position no you're absolutely right and that's the thing by the way great interview with him when you Thank get you. a chance to talk to him I think the thing about it is the Cowboys for so many years I mean when we were all together with dot com how many times do we watch those games and it's Cole Beasley back there with a the secure, fair catch, no return yardage? Oh, if they had a little bit of a return, it was four yards or three yards or whatever. It just seemed like, though, this gives this offense the opportunity. Maybe they can get one less first down along the way. Maybe instead of starting on their own 32, they start on their 42 or start past midfield. That's what this kid can bring you. He can bring you that ability. Even if they kick it away from him, you might get shank kicks. Mm -hmm. you know, Things like that that can happen to you, uh, you know, as you're trying to kind of defense this guy. But I remember the one thing asking Will McClay uh, about him. I said, Will, give me a thumbnail on this kid. 
first thing he said, returner. Then he said receiver. Then he said space gadget player. So those are all the things that when you start to look at the player, they had a vision of what he was going to be. Number one was that was going to be that returner. Well, and not just that, going back to even other guys, like say Lucky Whitehead or guys like that, that you really just see them dancing on the field. They would never like really gain much. And it was like a really long play of just moving around. And by the end of it, it was really nothing. So how excited can fans be? Freaking excited. I'm excited. So see, just it's just fun. It's like special teams became fun again. So I'm really looking forward to that this year. You know, another thing, too, is that, and I'm not trying to compare him to a Tyree Kill. There's other guys. I mean, Dante Hall back in the day, a good mm, returner. Yeah, good I've seen Robert Griffin do this. The, the ability to step back. You know, you see Tyree Kill do it a lot, and that's what he um, Turpin did in the punt return. He steps back. Everything is north, north, north. But, you know, you step back, you create even more space, and then you go – you can't teach that. It's an mm-hmm. instinct there, and it's, it's a it's a really that's good That's how trait. Devin Hester no. made his name. Hester. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a yeah. that's a great point because you even saw it on the reverse that he had. Yeah. He was able to – it looked like a burst, and mm-hmm. then it was stop, and then he got the defender to kind of freeze a little bit, and yeah. then he started again. And start-stop quickness is huge in this league, and especially if you can make guys – Teams teams do a good job on returns. You make the first guy miss, the second guy now misses, now you're going to have a big return mm-hmm. because now you've got everything blocked up. And I feel like, though, you know, I was fortunate to be with Desmond Howard in Green Bay when he won the MVP at the Super Bowl just doing returns. It makes your team better because not only – you don't want to be the guy that's on the punt return team that misses the block. When they go back and watch the tape and you're like, oh, they were one block away. You know, that makes those guys even better. More, your, your senses are more in tune of like, okay, if I get this block, we can spring this thing. So uh, it, not only does it, it make, you know, you have a, a, an outstanding returner, but it makes everybody on the return team, I think, a little bit better as well. So we talked about him as a returner. Uh, as you said, Brian, that's what Will looked in first as Absolutely. a returner. And Mike they McCarthy knew. even said yeah. he even said when the, in the yeah. first press conference after they signed him he was like look at the end of the day essentially what he was thinking was whatever we get from him beyond returner is gravy mm-hmm. there, he's a returner he is a a guy we think can really fill that role for us so we think that that's been checked that box has been checked as a receiver though what have you guys seen from him throughout training camp since he's been with the Cowboys that maybe thinks that that the Cowboys can use him in that role even as somewhat of a gadget guy where, where can they use him there. Well, for me, I mean, I, I thought he had a great practice in um, against the Chargers on the, the first day. He had a deep ball. He had a couple other really nice catches. I thought I think you know Brian was out there when we first got when he first got there. Right. Just being there, like being available, being in the offense. He was he was implemented in the offense earlier than I thought he would be because you know you're trying to learn a, a new system. So I, I think he's he's able to pick things up quickly and and like you said, the space gadget yeah player yeah. That sounds cool. I like that. What yeah, is that? space, space gadget. gadget. Anybody you can put in space and kind of freeze everybody and make plays. But to Nick's point, yeah, we were out there. I mean, I know the radio station was out there with you guys. And I remember a seven-on-seven practice where he had three catches. And Dak threw him two of them. Mm-hmm. And I was going, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's picking it up. You're playing him in the slot. You know, he, he is a small guy. Let's not mm-hmm. let's be, you know, honest about that. He is a hundred and fifty five pound guy. And, you know, I think that right now I'm really looking forward to his body is pretty beat up, believe it or not, yeah. from going through a whole USFL season. Mm-hmm. So maybe as we get through this time, these next couple of weeks, he can 
get himself a little bit more rested and stuff like that. And then you see even more of an explosive player. But I do remember a seven-on-seven practice very early where he had some initial catches. And I'm like, okay, this is just not a guy that you punt the ball to and hope for the best. This is a guy that looks like he has some ball skills with him. He touched the ball. Sorry, he touched the ball three times, averaged 63 yards a pop, and was never tackled. He went out of bounds once and scored two touchdowns. For 155 pounds, that's how you do it. You figure it out, and you're like, you know what? Don't hit me. You know what's impressive? And you see it. I mean, you see the video, and it happens so fast. But then, obviously, I'm after the game's over, I have to go and upload things on the website, look for photos and things like that. As I'm going through pictures of him, it's amazing how well he can avoid those tackles. Like, pictures, you'll see the guy's hand barely touching him, and it's like... Very close to the point, like, that guy puts his hand far enough, it'll trip him over and he'll fall down and then that's it. But every picture, it's like you see it so, so close. So his awareness, his quickness, the way he can avoid those tackles, it's so impressive. And I hope they they find a way to kind of get him involved in the offense. Not all the time, like Brian was saying, but just enough to, like, anytime he comes in the field, okay, you keep your defenses trying to guess what's going to happen. Can I make another point about sure. this? Um, somebody told me this right after the game. The best part about it, not only the touchdowns, it happened in the first half. We've been taught a long time ago that in special in uh, preseason games, if you see who's out there on special teams, you have a really good understanding of who's going to make the team. Yeah. And it happened in the first half, both the Chargers guys and some of the Cowboy guys. So it's not you can't just say, well, this is preseason. For special teams, it really wasn't. A lot of those guys are going to be out there. So it wasn't necessarily a case of, let's see what happens in a regular season. I mean, some, well, some guys. Well, to your point, though, I felt like the Chargers made a mistake in the kickoff. You know, they kicked the ball short mm-hmm. to say, okay, let's see who can cover kicks. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it turned into – Oh, by the way, none of you guys can cover kicks. <laughs> right. You know, so they learned kick a very or kick it out. They, yeah. they learned a very valuable lesson yeah. that you know, if you want to, if you want to evaluate your team, maybe you're not going to like yeah. what the final result is because, it, on the evaluation side, the returner did a heck of a job. There were some really good blocks when you watch the all twenty-two uh-huh. of some doubles and guys making it happen there. But if you're the Charger special teams coach, you're going next time. Let's just pump that thing in the back yeah. of the end zone and if go this, from there. If yeah. This was the Denver crew that threw every flag. That punt return might have been close. Uh, Hit a couple. Hinder shot, maybe. Hinder shot got him. Yeah, hinder yeah, shot right, right at the end there yeah. to break through. But you're like, oh, whatever. No, you know? that wouldn't have been fun. <laughs> no, thank you. No. Yeah. All right. How, how concerned are you guys about his durability? You mentioned he's 155 pounds. For those out there keeping score, 155 pounds is very, very small. It is. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard of an NFL player that was 155 pounds. That's really, really small. Yeah. How concerned are you about durability? Well, when you start to talk about the hills, and I know I could go all the way back to like people asking me about Eric Medcalf, who mm-hmm. played the Texans and the yep. Browns and stuff like that. Eric was 5'10", 188 yep. as a returner and stuff like that. Hill, those guys, they've got thickness. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve Jordan S- Lewis isn't a big guy, yeah, but he's 180 yeah, pounds. Yeah. yeah, Steve Smith thickness to him you know i mean shorter guys but thickness I mean, this on austin he's like around the 165 170 Is he that small? yeah he, I think, he yeah. was little he was little so, he was little. but but the thing to, to ag's point was that the elusiveness mm-hmm. yeah. if you figure out how not to get ear hold you know you didn't you find a way because that's been that's his life he's not going to grow anymore yeah you know the only thing you can hope for him is that his body does because he's going to you know get to a point in time and how much they use him 
he's going to play two full football seasons for you. That's and true. you hope that he doesn't hit the wall in like week 11. All of a sudden they're like, oh, you know, by the way, Kellen Moore has figured out, you know, all those touches that we wanted Tony Pollard to get, they figured out how to give them to Turpin, you know. So hopefully his body, he can find a way to maintain the level of fitness throughout the entire season. <laughs> no, my thoughts are pretty insensitive, so I'm just going to stay quiet. Okay. <laughs> no, just, I'm just thinking in my mind what that could possibly be. No, it's no so probably about Kellen Moore. No, I'm, no, no, because, you you know, you as you have conversations, yeah. you have thoughts in your head, I'm just like, use him. I don't care. Like, yeah, and, use but, him up. But that's, that's just, yeah. that's very cruel when you think about it, and I get it, but I guess I'm, I'm just like, I don't want to think of like, I'm at the point where I'm like, use everybody. Just use You're not them. wrong, by Let's the way. Let's see what yeah. we uh, get everything you can from yeah. them. But yeah. at the same time, that is cruel and insensitive. I and mean, you got to think, okay, you got to know how to hold up a whole season at least. Well, I will also say but, for, for uh, somebody, go ahead. I mean, I'm sorry, but you're exactly right, though. She is right. The people in the USFL that play or any of these other leagues, their goal is to get seen by the NFL, right. get signed, and make the team. So it's their problem. I mean, you got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, you're, you want to play? Let's play. And I don't think Turpin would care. Yeah, but I think that's all. Also, where you're smart, and you saw them be smart the other night. After you saw, after you saw those two touchdowns, they were like, "Take off your pads, yeah. Yeah. sit down." I would be resting his legs over these next couple of weeks. Yeah, give him Absolutely. some time to regenerate, yeah. right? So, so I think you have to be smart about. It. I get, yeah, yeah. during the games, it, it's you know we're going. When we get to the regular season, we're going. But I think coaches and 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 the uh, and the training staff. They're going to have to be smart, and I'm sure they will be, mm-hmm. with how much rest they try to give him, knowing that he's already coming off one season and about to start another one. And so they really are going to have to kind of manage his time a little bit. He did so much on punt return, kick return, that that because you'd like to see him in this game, you know, as a receiver, but you have to be you have to be that much you know above everyone. It's like Josh Cribbs or Devin Hester. Mm-hmm. They were such good returners that that's what they were. It's yep. okay. You are a returner. Yep. You're trying to prove you're a receiver. Cool. That's, You'll that's, get a spot on cute. the roster just being a returner. Yeah. When you do that. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. When he did that, I, I said on the broadcast, I, he made the team, and then after that, it was like, well, you know, where's your house? I mean. You get a house. You're gonna get a, yeah. you know, a spot. You need me to pick. You need me pick you up every day to go to work. I get you. Get you to work. It's so that weird stuff. that he didn't even join us at, at, at training camp. I mean, he he showed up late. You know, training yeah. camp was like six years ago. Right at this point, it feels like it. But like <laughs> he didn't even come out with this no, though. No. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get these guys to give us some some players that stood out to them in the game. We got lots of players that had some good moments. We'll talk about those when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
the Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Lil' Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil' Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Dr. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Whether you're watching from home, cheering in the stands, the Essler lenses will help you see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts and find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back to the second segment of Break Life. Those reads aren't easy, bro. I know what you're talking you do about them there, all man. The time over there, dude. Yeah, the now you're Kiro, a radio professional. Yo, yeah, yo, Kira guacamole. Man, they've got some funny ones. Party gating, right. Yokiero. Ter- Yo we, we are in the second segment of the break. That is brought to you by blockchain.com. And also, Nick, I know you're going to probably read something about it, but man, there's so many events going on out here this week. If you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, there's lots of opportunities to engage with the organization. We got live practice tonight. That'll be on television. It'll be streamed on all of our platforms. We got a night practice tomorrow. So if you want to come out and actually watch a practice, you got tonight or tomorrow night to do that. Uh, Stephen A. Smith and First Take will be out here on Thursday morning. So if you want to come out and call them all kinds of names, feel free. Come on out. Be a part of that. Um, and then Thursday night we got a big event called the kickoff uh, event. It is a, uh, it's basically a big show that we're putting on, the introduction of the team for this year. If you're a fan, there will be a blue carpet where all the players and former players will be walking. Great opportunity to be able to just stargaze, basically look at all the players that have played for this team uh, that will be out here. It, it's just going to be a full week and then obviously a game on yeah. Friday night. Jerry Jones Classic football high school game on go. Saturday. I mean, there is stuff going on all week. It's going to be crazy. So this is the replacement of the luncheon we used to do? Yes, it is. All right. Replacement of the luncheon. Yeah. Times 12. Yeah, it's Times on 12. a whole different level, though, baby. <laughs> this yes. is this is a lot like I think it's going to be a lot like the ESPYS we just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. it's going to yeah. be. Michael like Irvin that. will be hosting it. Oh, there you yeah, go. It's going to be a, it's going to be, be fun. Some fun. It'll yeah. be a fun event. So, and Nick Nick had a hand in some of the things that'll be that you'll see up. There. My favorite thing was when someone asked me to help Michael Irvin come up with some things that Michael Irvin would say, and I was like, Oh no, no, <laughs> not getting in in his head. Yeah, so uh, get lost. Yeah. <laughs> Get lost he said it. something the other day that 72 Dolphins need to be. Oh, I saw that. that. Need to be what? We just got to get rid of these penalties for the Cowboys, and the 72 Dolphins need to be alert about their record might yeah. go down. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what he said. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mike, Mike believes. Mike believes. 
Mike believes. He has a little shaky yeah. voice a little bit, so but, he, he, but he believes. Uh, Mike, Mike believes. <laughs> so is he going to hold – how weird is that? He's going to hold that mic with that foam finger right there. He's going to be pointing <laughs> Look, the whole time. Wow. And he, is, and he does not shy he away. Does he does He's like, I am a Cowboys fan, that's and I'm not going to shy away from that's him. That's what well, makes and, him and great. That's, and that's the thing. That's the opposite of – of Stephen A. Smith, you know, yeah. what I mean? like when we grew up, well, you you didn't you didn't do that in the in media, media yep. you know, but you do that, and you know, Stephen Michael's being honest. I don't know if Stephen Stephen A. Has made a lot of money going against the Dallas Cowboys, but he knows that's what he that's what that's what gets his check. Is yeah, you also it, remember where he started his he, Philly, right? Philly. Yeah. So like, you oh know, yeah, his his old school. You know, don't turn on us. So he's yeah. he's he yeah. lives that, but he yeah. knows. And we did he did our video, and yeah. uh, he, he did a great job with that. So yeah, he did. All right, let's get to the game. Let's get back into the game. Uh, I'm gonna go around the table here. I want you guys to give me a name of somebody that really stood out to you. Let's start with you, Amber. For me, a guy that would be making plays, and I'm like, who is that? And then every time, Quentin Bohana. He's a guy. My dude. He is freaking awesome. I've been really impressed with what he's done, not just in the games, but <laughs> what? I'm laughing. Go ahead. I'm laughing at the, at the tweet. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Oh, okay. To Hellman. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Just say it. Well, I'm sorry. Hellman said on practice, he's like, you know, I try not to get caught up in all this stuff about who's playing where, but he's getting a lot of, you know, getting a lot of reps with the first team. Bohanna, like, retweets it. He goes, TF. He's like, TF, you think I'm a scrub? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Dave responded or not, but, I mean, yeah. you know, this guy's. This he guy's, did put a laughing emoji at yeah. the end of it. It was kind of like, joke, but, yeah. Basically, sorry, funny. but, like, yeah. what you, you expect? So, I'm a little surprised. I missed that tweet. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see that. That's pretty <laughs> funny. No, but he, he's he been good, like, even at practices and things like that, just overall. And I know you guys are going to give multiple names here, but just in general, looking at what <laughs> you we... know us. <laughs> just looking at the team overall, I was kind of impressed with some of the things that they did just in general. But then at the same time, I'm like hesitant of like, okay, how much excitement should I be feeling right now when you look at this? But then how will that look once they get into real games, real season games, and with a bunch of starters and the level obviously turns up a whole lot. So I'm kind of, maybe you guys look at it with a different eye that maybe you see something that definitely stands out a lot more than usual, but all in all, I feel pretty good about it, but then I'm like hesitant of, okay, are we at the point where we can definitely lean on these guys for certain regular season games or not? Yeah. I think to me that, you know, it's, I think if you show it, you can, do it, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I mean, that, I, that's the one thing in scouting. There's there's guys that do surprise you, and I'm just going to give you an example of a guy that I absolutely knew nothing about. Josiah Bronson, okay, defensive tackle. He played as an under tackle, the three mm-hmm. technique, ninety four, ninety four. What is it about that number? I, I was <laughs> I was thinking the same thing when I was watching the game, and I re- kept writing his name down, and I'm like ninety four, ninety four, ninety four. Then I watched the all twenty two, and I went. Okay, he's like slinging guys around. To your point, how good is the right guard for the the Chargers? How good's the left guard for the Chargers? Because I didn't see him in the practices or into the other thing. Now I wasn't with you guys for Denver or for the Chargers. You know, maybe you could have seen it during that, but I didn't know who Josiah Bronson was. And those that's why you play preseason games to kind of figure out like, well, does this guy does he have something? Can he do this against 
real, you know, I mean, it, those are guys are all NFL players, mm-hmm. but can he do it against the top level guys? Am I missing something here? Is this a late bloomer? That was a name I, I just threw it out there, but my guy, I mean, I, I think when I, I think Matt Farniak for me when I watched it center. And I felt like the three inside guys did a really good job when you're talking about Smith, McGovern, Farniak. And when you watched them run the ball and on the All-22, those guys were getting after it. And second-level blocks we talk about, securing down linemen, backs cutting off their blocks and stuff like that, to the point where I'm like, well, where's the competition for Biotish? You know, Maybe it is Farniak. Maybe all of a sudden there's this late push coming from him to at least solidify that position there. Yeah, real quick, you look at how the Cowboys have run the ball in these first two preseason games. You look at how they've stopped the run in these first two preseason games. I don't know how transferable it is. What I know is in these two games, they have looked really good running the ball, and they've looked really good stopping the run. If you're a training camp and you're walking around at night, you can't good chance you could run into Skip Pete out there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just having fun and talking. And he, one thing he said was after the Denver just so game, everybody knows, Skip Pete's running, running back coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he um, he was kind of disappointed with the backs for not hitting the hole. He told Rico, "If you just keep fo- trusting the blocks, that's exactly right." There. Yeah, and that's what they did. He yeah. listened, and so did Malik Davis, and mm-hmm. they ran really well. Um, my guy that that I that I'm going to look at is is Jake Ferguson. I'm um, glad you mentioned he's, him. He's catching everything thrown his way, and here's here's the kind of the point there is that look at the starting points for tight ends. Jason Witten caught like 25, 30 passes his first year. Dalton Schultz, this show right here didn't want didn't think he needed to be nope. on the team the next year. He didn't do anything. Blake Jarvin was on the practice squad, mm-hmm. so I'm just saying it's tough to come into the league and even even um. Chiefs, uh, Kelsey, yeah. he uh, he didn't really do anything his first year, so it's it's a, not an easy transition. I'm not saying he's there, but if this is the this is the starting point. This looks really good for Jake Ferguson. Yeah, let me ask you this question: What have you seen from him as a blocker? Because that's always the question we get there. to when we talk about tight ends, right? You know what? Uh, I haven't seen him on his ass. Great uh, point. Yeah. I I will say this though: their ability for the second and thirds to run the football have been because the tight ends have been point of attack blocking. And I Hendershot. mean, hinder shot in those. I think there was one time that Ferguson missed down on the goal line that it was kind of a whiff block. But overall, when you look with the tackles, Ball and those got Collins, those tight ends, whether they've been in 12 personnel with a guy on the line and a wing, they've got after it. I mean, it's it's not I'm going to knock you off the ball and make you think of Billy Joe Dupree back in the 70s knocking guys off the ball. But it's it's better than what we've seen from these guys in the past. And I think that's some of the that's some of the worries that I had. Like, how well can this offense really get back to running the football? If you have point of attack blocking tight ends, it makes it a lot easier. And I think these guys have got some guys that at least have an understanding how to get the nose in there, wall off, and then allow the ball to get behind them. They're, they're, um, I'm flipping to the other side. The defensive tackle position to to cut or trade or to Jeez. just trim down is going to be tough, tougher than I even thought. With if now if Bronson is in the mix, yeah, I just, th- I just, Hill, it was a name that just all of a sudden I'm watching 94 and I'm like, well, who the hell did I yeah. miss here? Tristan Hill needed to make a play. And he, he did, and he, he did, did. he you absolutely know. did. He he called it the I. It's like the triple play when you when you get it forced, you get the sack, force the yeah, fumble, yeah. and recover it. Now I did see Br- uh, Bradley and I last night. I don't know why I was watching Jets Falcons, but uh, Bradley and I, he forced fumble <laughs> recovery, yeah. a sack, 
touchdown. Took oh. it all the way. Oh, out. yeah. Wow. So you know, Jets need they need players too. Yeah. So um, need fans too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best line ever, proud of. <laughs> no, I'm glad you said it about Tristan Hill because to me, in the Denver game, on the touchdown that that Wright gave up, mm-hmm. he was a half step from blasting that quarterback in the mm-hmm. chest. And if he and it and it would have been one of those hit ball in the air kind of thing. You might have got the interception, but he was close a couple of different times. And he was really physical too. They tried to run the ball and he knifed through there and talking about this showing some power. Yeah. His body type doesn't lead you to believe that he, you know, is like can do those kinds of things. But he's got the quickness. He's got the agility. He just needs some health. Mm-hmm. He just needs health. And mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing that I'm you know I'm hopeful for him because I think Rod Marin Rod Marinelli ugh, Rod Marinelli and those guys had a vision for what the player can do. He'd take a step forward and then three steps back with an injury and stuff like that. Hopefully he'll get through that. I'll throw out one of the name I want you guys to talk about Israel Mukwamu. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he had four tackles, an interception, two pass defenses. Um, and has just looked all he like he was all over the place. Every play I'm, I'm looking, he's in the middle of the play. Well, he can touch both sidelines. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's I mean, long. He's, <laughs> he's long. But that being said, when you start looking at that safety position, is he having a good enough camp where maybe he challenges someone like Donovan Wilson, uh, or is well, it a situation where he still is kind of the fourth safety? But there's two other guys that they love. They really, really love yeah, Marquis Bell, and they like. I don't love. I mean, they like Wanye Thomas. They yeah. they want to see what he can do. Yeah. So it, it is a deep position there. At that safety. that defense is pretty deep. Oh, I mean, when you start Sean, talking about you start, yeah start talking about a couple different positions. You already talked about defensive tackle, defensive end. I think is similar. Yeah, I tried to do the roster the other day, and I, I have good football players that are not. Well, on we'll the team. do that Thursday. I know. I'm just saying yeah. it's it's tough. Oh, so that's a homework assignment. I yeah. Thir- Thursday, we're gonna get this thing yeah. down to 53. We're gonna help them out. Do you see McQuamu being able to play as a corner and a safety? Yes. See that. Well, you see him down in the slot, some, yeah, right? That, and that's something. Go get the I, tight end. No, yeah. see, that's the thing about it is that curse position is not for the faint of heart. Mm-mm. You know, you, when you go down there and nobody's going to block you, you have to have the instincts to step fo- step up and make the tackle, fit, finish, and do all those things. Mm-hmm. And I think the other night he showed that. I think he showed that, and that's the thing. I mean, because when you're playing that down position, you are going to get pulling guards, tackles, tight ends, H's, all those guys are going to hit you when you're down there. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a little bit of awareness. And he's shown like he's pretty – it might not be his most favorite thing to do to sit down there and play <laughs> linebacker, but at least he looks like he's somewhat comfortable doing it. And I'm guessing at this point he'll take whatever role they give him as long as he's on the team and getting a chance to play. It makes a difference. If you can cover and play that box that box position, that linebacker nickel position down there, that's a big, big thing. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the quarterbacks. They had some things uh, – uh, that we should talk about in this game. We'll talk about kickers, uh, maybe even a little bit about a little bit about backup running back. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. 
Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. Cowboy fans, Cowboy fans, come out and represent Cowboys Nation as ESPN's first take featuring Stephen A. Smith, Molly Quarum, and Michael Irvin. Films in front of a live audience at the Star in Frisco Thursday, August 25th from 9 to 11 a.m. See Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Be ready with questions for Stephen A. Smith. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. We'll put you on that show. You think? Yeah. That'd be fun. Quarum. Molly Quarum. You and uh, Stephen A. going at it? I think that'd be fun. <laughs> Why you laugh like that? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He 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 does that thing with with Mad Dog Russo. Yeah, and that's that's like two crusties going at it. Yeah, that's right. just, that's just too much screaming that's, for me. That's, that's, that's a lot way of, too much screaming for me. Ah, you don't understand. I almost sound like Mickey there for a minute, yeah, but that's yeah. Mad Dog. I was <laughs> I was saying, how do we? How did, how did Mickey into the Mickey, chat? but Mad yeah. Dog's that you know that New York that that yeah. kind of like ah you're wrong kind of guy. I would just N- have... Nick would give him a smart. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what I was getting at. I know Nick great. would Nick would have lots of great witty comebacks. I'm sure. Well, we would talk about. Marquis Bell. We would talk about Wanye Thomas, hmm. and if we can't if we can't do it, then you know. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Players I, he doesn't know. You know yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like the starters sometimes. Yeah. Right. I. You know, I I know he, everything is a shtick. I get it. He he's played it well. He has played it well. He's played it real well. But I mean, you know, he he know he's here for a reason. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's here for a reason. So oh, yeah. he he um, he enjoys it. He says he, he hates the cowboy fans. I don't know about that. Nah. So yeah. he makes I, money no, because of those cowboy fans. I think. I think. I think the the point is. I mean, he's not. He doesn't hate the team as much as nah. people think. He hates the fans. That's his. That's yeah. kind of his thing. Yeah. That's what he says. So. Yeah. He, well, doesn't, he doesn't hate the family. 
He hates no, no. the fans. Right. Because right. the fans are the ones that, again, the, the great Randy Galloway back in the day says, Broadus, get 50% of them to hate you and 50% of them to love you. And you'll be around a long time. Yeah, I mean, and when you're doing any, when you're writing an article or you're doing, you know, a column or you're doing something like this, they always say either you make him laugh, cry, or yeah. or, or pissed off. Yeah, he, he does the latter real well. He does, <laughs> sure does. For those that fans. are Cowboys fans, huh? Cowboys fans are pretty good. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking of, I mean, there are some other team fans that I cannot stand. That they're just troublemakers, and yeah. I don't like troublemakers. So, but yeah. see, it's an entitlement thing, and and uh, well, why are you just, looking at me? Well, because I mean, the, people don't like certain fan bases that that have won way back in the day, and they expect. Are you greatness. talking about my college thing? I am, I okay. am, because yeah, because, yeah we are. Because, I, I can admit that. Yeah, we because are. I'm very entitled. There have been times y'all would lose to Oklahoma October the sixth. And you're like, well, it's over now. And you know, you're like, what are we gonna do? Like, finish ten and two and go to a New Year's Day game? And I'm, as an Arkansas fan, we'd have a parade. Like, we'd be like ten and two. You know? Yeah. But, but and we're like, should we fire the coach? Right. Nick, right. Nick was start over. And yeah. you have, <laughs> I have fired a coach yes, after yeah. winning. A- yeah. Nick was having fun until Arkansas to go play Georgia when it was one verse eight right there, wasn't it? Or two verse eight right there, something like we were that. Were number eight. Yeah. Eight. Oh, he was excited about. Oh, it. he was going excited about going to Georgia. That, that first two series, of that game couldn't have gone any worse for that. Yeah, that team. Yeah, I think I tweeted that out. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our pants are yellow. <laughs> Hard place to play. All right, let's get back to uh, to this game. Uh, let's talk about the backup quarterbacks. Will Greer, he was six of ten, ninety eight yards, ninety two point nine quarterback rating. You got Cooper Rush, who was three of six, thirty two yards. Uh, he had a sixty six quarterback rating. If I could say something, sure. you're talking about the good and the bad. For me, that was the bad. And not the bad the way the guys played. The bad is they ran 52 plays. Yep. I'm well, no, that's what happens when you got two. I'm turning. Yeah, yeah. I'm no. I'm Jeez. no closer. I'm no closer to figuring this thing out. I, I I know from just visiting with people in the organization, Will Greer is going to go have to go take this job, and it mm-hmm. might be what Cooper Rush did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, in the final game of the preseason, you know, as well. But I, I'm no closer because I felt like the Cooper Rush played better than he did in Denver. And it was nice to see Will Greer get out there and, and, and throw it around just a little bit. But it, it wasn't nearly enough to make me think one way or another. Yeah, and it's tough. You can't have it all. Because we, we talked about things that we did like that we saw. Obviously, two, two punt return, kick returns. That, that, that took a lot of possessions away. We like the way they run the football, too. And that, you know, but, I mean, Jalen Tolbert needs to figure out how to get his feet down. If he gets his feet down, that's a touchdown pass from mm-hmm. Cooper Rush. What does his quarterback rating look like then? You know, it's not an incomplete pass. That's a touchdown. And so I think we might have a different feeling about that. I thought he did a nice job. You're right. Greer's got to take this job. And I don't know if he's going to have the time or the or the you know ability to let me ask it. you a question on that you guys probably i mean i'm sure you saw the play uh where where jalen tolbert kind of was at the back of the end zone it looked like to me he should have flattened his route yeah. is that yeah. what you guys are thinking yes. the same thing yeah. that's just a matter of experience you get more experience maybe you don't make well, that didn't kind it of happen to him in one of the practices was yeah. it the, the was yeah. it the charger yeah. practice yeah. same yeah. thing yeah. Yeah. yeah same thing yeah. it just seemed like he floated a little bit he didn't know where he was on the field and that sunbelt league that's a that's a catch and a touchdown right yeah against uh yeah I like that it, that happened though because I, I we got a chance to, to see them run the ball. That's something I've always said inside the ten. You know how tough it is. I'm telling you, this Tyler Smith is going to be. I, I don't. I don't think he's a tackle in the future. I think he is a guard, and I think he's going to be a mean one. I, I really do. Yeah. I, the touchdown run to Malik Davis was the one I, I love that play because he is getting bull rushed and he has to anchor. He stops and then all in one play he like. 
turns it, gets it, and now mm-hmm. he's going his way. Yeah. And, it's like and, arm wrestling. And exactly. He went over the top. Yeah. yeah. Boom, yeah. Well, down. he figured out, too, there was a time where he could make call for holding on a play, and he let go of the hand. The week before, the hand was on there, and they got the holding call. And But he did a much better job of his awareness in this last football game. Yeah, let's talk about those backup running backs. Uh, you got Rico Dowdle. He had 13 attempts, 44 yards, 3.4 average, and a touchdown. Malik Davis, on the other hand, had eight attempts, 37 yards, 4.6 average, also a touchdown. What do you think of these two guys? Because obviously, when you start talking about a fourth, I can't keep four. Uh, I'm sorry. When you start talking about a third running back, even it's more about what can you do on special teams? Can yeah. you make yourself valuable to the I team watched, more than just being a running back? I watched Malik Davis play as the second personal protector on the punt team the other day. Can't do it. Yeah, he can do it. The thing about it is, though, they're trying. They're trying to figure out spots for these guys. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know with with the, with the way it is with this receiving core because you've got injured guys you're gonna to have to carry extra guys at least for one day yeah I don't know where the roster spots are going to come for That's four tough. running backs I really really don't and I I hate it me personally uh you know I do a podcast with Bobby Belt the love of the star and I I I said give me Davis yeah and 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 and, and they, the scouts were on Davis really early and if you watch Florida tape when he was in college he split time but you could kind of see a little bit about, like, okay, I can see. But they had him here as a 30-visit guy. And I'm thinking, man, what are they doing? They, they were on this guy really, really early. Yeah. Um, you know, the inter- Tough kid. interesting thing about this position is, is yeah, we're looking at who's going to play against the Bucs, you know. Yeah. And, that, and they are, too. But they're also looking at, all right, we're developing young backs here. We got Tony Pollard's on unrestricted next year Zeke's contract is going to be really tough to keep so if they have young backs that they like and that they're developing Mm, it's kind of hard to just cut that you know so I don't know I mean I think it's going to come down to honestly between Malik Davis and Peyton Hendershot your fourth Mm -hmm. tight end or your or maybe Sean McEwen whatever whoever the fourth tight end is and that that's going to be a tough one three tight ends too I don't, I don't. I have three tight ends, three backs, two quarterbacks. You got sixteen defensive tackles. The prop, no, the problem. <laughs> I, I think I got eleven. I, yeah. I mean, we do the exercise on Thursday. There's a couple of spots there where it's tough, but we're gonna. You're gonna have to think about what's gonna happen at wide receiver for at least the first day. Their 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 roster the first couple of days is not gonna be anything like the roster is for that Tampa game. Yeah, because they've got to carry guys to get them for those one day. To get them right. on the to be able to be, uh, well, let's go's a guy and Washington. If they want to bring those guys back on IR designations, they got to carry those guys for the first first day. Well, one thing that they could do, and I think they've done this before. You guys, oh, they, if I'm let wrong. go of all those those best veterans. Well, yeah. you got those specialists. Oh no, that's what you got to do. Take your your the long snapper. You can take your kicker, your, your punter, punter. Yeah. and you can basically just cut them. And you'd say, hey man, go sit over here for a second. Yeah. We're yeah. going to sign you back tomorrow. Right. That's a way to do it to where right. it, it kind of works out for you, and you can get those guys onto your practice. No, no, there's no question. But I'm yeah, onto your end. Well, interview. hopefully, but then again, you're looking at defensive tackle again. Another. Uh, Exercise on Thursday, yeah. but you look at that defensive line spot. You know how many of those guys you're going to keep. You know, Tackle yeah, and, yeah. You know, with Watkins and you know those guys. I mean, it, it's it's going to be a little little difficult. I think. Yeah, I look across that uh, that defensive line. I, I have no idea how they're going to cut that. There are going to be some good players available. I would yeah. think from the Dallas Cowboys. The thing with Willetsko, I think Willetsko can make the team right off the bat, and then then they move him to the to the list yeah. because I think they're going to get a tackle. 
They have to. The, uh, Off the uh, waivers. Yeah, they have I'm gonna to. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna make you irritable because you said you think the guy's just a guard. I think your swing tackle is Smith to both sides. And I think if they had to play, if they would bring in McGovern, McGovern, McGovern yeah. would play. That would be your best five. If something happens, your right tackle, even though he hasn't taken reps, the kid played in college. Mm-hmm. There's tape of him playing at Tulsa, playing left tackle. Yeah, you know, even though he's a guard, and I, I don't disagree with you. I do feel like though you're in a situation where, if you, if you're worried about swing tackle, my left, my swing tackle is Tyler Smith. That's my swing tackle. Okay. If you're worried. So what happens with Josh Ball? Keep practicing. He keeps practicing, and like you know, I, I I feel I would feel less comfortable playing him as I would saying go go get it, Tyler Smith, go go line up yeah. and, and block guys in this yeah. league. You I'm know, you. all throughout the offseason, up until we were even at Oxnard starting the training camp, I'm like I don't feel good. I don't feel good about the team. I don't feel good about what they've done or haven't done up until this point. And now you look at the roster, and you start going down every name. You're like, I like this guy. I like, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it gets difficult. And you're like, okay, well, maybe we're not looking so bad for the right. start of the season. But then you're like, all right, well, hold up, <laughs> we haven't seen it yet either with everybody in and going up against <laughs> who we're starting well, the well, season. If Tampa with. keeps losing offensive linemen, you're looking you're really a lot good. better. Oh, you feel yeah. a lot oh, yeah. better, oh, yeah. yeah. But honestly, game for but sure. Amber, yeah, I think that's a great point. But when you look at it, it was two positions that we were all like, ooh, on no. And those are still the positions that we're like, ooh, it's the wide receiver position and it's the tackle, the offensive tackle position. Those are two positions that if the Cowboys have problems this year, to me, that's where it's going to start. But even start, now you're starting to positions. look at guys that you're like, okay, well, this guy can help here, and then they can help us mm-hmm. hold up. Even guys, okay, we were talking about Turpin, and we talk about Malik Davis, mm-hmm. those kind of guys that you're like, okay, if we figure out a way to utilize them on offense, maybe we can balance off whatever's happening at the receiver and things like that. Even at the O-line position, just in general, you start seeing ways of like imagining, okay, maybe we can make this work. Yeah. So it's like, it's getting tough and it's crazy that it's up until this point that I'm like even changing my feelings about this whole roster and getting excited. I'm like, it, it's I, there are a lot of good guys that are like have done a lot of things here recently that have been impressive. Yeah, that's one of the things I, I like about seeing Ferguson look as good as he has is it does allow them to to do 12 personnel a lot more. You yeah. can use two tight ends. You put Pollard in there, you can use two backs. You can do 21 personnel. There are, oper- there are ways that you can use other players so you limit the number of receivers you have to have on the field, and I think that helps you because – Right now, I just don't think with all the injuries, it just doesn't have you a lot. And by the way, as you start getting those guys back, you might start increasing that. And you might start seeing more, you know, 11 personnel where you got more wide receivers on the field. But at the beginning of the season, you at least have some options to where you can kind of manage this thing for a few weeks. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on uh, Thursday. We're going to break, we're going to try, we're going to try to get this roster cut down to 53 guys for you. Uh, it's going to be a tough, tough battle in here, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll do that on What's Thursday. What's the deadline again? Uh, for teams? Oh, what is that? Monday, Nick? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Next okay. Tuesday. Next Tuesday is when the team will cut. But uh, till then, for Nick Eben, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!